Welcome to The Corey Lee Show, where our focus is on building leaders and transforming culture. My name is Corey Lee, and in each episode, I aspire to ignite something on the inside of you that encourages you to grow yourself and to make an impact on the world around you. Welcome to The Corey Lee Show. Welcome back to The Corey Lee Show. Excited about the episode today. This is the first self-recorded episode of 2024 for me and just super excited to share with you what's been kind of kind of been stirring within me. And as always, my goal is to add value to you, to serve you, to inspire you. Uh, I believe that you are made to do great things and that 2024 is going to be a great year for you. And so let's just kind of jump right on in. And as I was thinking about this, uh, you know, into at the beginning of the year, people they start to set these new year resolution or they start thinking about the goals, the things that they want to accomplish in the upcoming year. And there's a lot of excitement typically, and there's a lot of um, I would use the word potential is in the air. And potential is one of my favorite words. See, I like it because it looks forward with optimism. It's filled with hope, it promises success, and it implies fulfillment. It hints. At greatness. See, potential is a word based on possibilities. And just think about your own potential. And I sh- I'm sure that you get excited, or at least I hope you do. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably somebody who gets excited about that kind of stuff. But that kind of gives way to the thought of what about unfulfilled potential? See, now that phrase is just as negative as the word potential is positive. Now, I heard this um, this lady speaking. She was talking about her dad and how her dad, he always wanted to be a singer. He talked all the time about wanting to be a musician and a singer, but he never was. And she made a statement that's really profound. She said he died with the music still inside of him. How about that? That pretty much is a great description of unfulfilled potential. Not reaching your potential is like dying with the music still inside of you. And it's been said that of all the sad words from tongue or pen, the saddest is it might have been the shoulda, the coulda, the woulda, right? And I want to encourage you to dream big, dream big about your life and what's possible and the impact you desire, not only for yourself, but those sitting beside you at your workplace, maybe the person in the cubicle beside you, right? Those sitting down at the dinner table with you each night, those friends that you go grab some coffee with, it can't just be about ourselves. They dream big. Some people, they set these New Year's resolutions and some set goals, some have vision boards. But as you think about where you'd like to go, what you'd like to pursue or accomplish, that vision that's kind of stirring within your heart, what would it look like to stretch that just a little bit, to stretch that vision just a bit more? You know, something I've been thinking about lately as I've reflected back on the previous year, 2023, It's something I do. I typically do a bit of reflecting and then envisioning for the upcoming year. And when I do, I typically think month to month, kind of under the umbrella of the overall vision for the year. But this thought came to me of stop thinking month to month, but year to year. And as I started to think about that and what I could accomplish in the next, you know, three years, another thought came to me. Why just three? (laughs) what could be done in 10 years? 
And I don't know about you guys, but that's that's actually kind of hard for me to imagine. I'm a I'm a visionary kind of guy, but it's hard to imagine what could be done. What's the possibilities could be done within the next 10 years? What could be done in 10 years from now? But I want you to think about this. It, it was said that Alexander the Great had conquered the world in just 10 years. How about that? In under 10 years, in 10 years, the man conquered the world, right? And so what could you do? Who could you become? What co- like what kind of experiences could you create? What kind of impact could you make? See, we tend to overestimate what could be done in one year, but we underestimate what could be done in 10. For me personally, as I started thinking about this, if Alexander the Great could conquer the world in 10 years, what could be done through a laid down lover of Jesus who postured themselves as an empty and willing vessel? Like what could the Lord do in 10 years with that kind of surrendered heart? Hmm. Going back to the thought of the music playing on the inside, one word that I think will help you to see the the music inside of you actually played out is a rather small word, (laughs) a word that we've all heard before, and it's a rather boring word, and it's the word discipline. See, discipline is the ability to give yourself a command and follow through on that command. The challenge is, is just how easily we let our own selves off the hook. See, we don't like to let others off the hook, but we will let ourselves off the hook. We tend to judge other people based off of what they did while we judge ourselves based off of what we intended to do. If there is one magic word that stands out above all the rest, it is discipline. Discipline is the bridge between thought and accomplishment, between inspiration and achievement, between necessity and productivity. Remember, all good things are uphill. Uphill, that's something John Maxwell talks about, but they're uphill all the way. One of the one of the guys I I started studying as I came into studying personal growth and leadership was Jim Rohn. And I love some of his philosophies. And some of the things he says is that the passing of time takes us adrift. And drifting only brings us the negative, the disappointment, and the failure. How about that? See, failure is not one cataclysmic event. It's not generally the result of one major incident, but instead a long list of accumulated little failures and compromises over time. See, if your goal requires that you write 10 letters today and you write only three, you know what? You're down by three letters or seven letters. (laughs) If you want to make five calls and you only make one, then you're down four. If your plan calls for you saving $10 today and you save none, you down $10. See, the danger is looking at an undisciplined day and concluding that no great harm has been done. But if you add up those days to make a year, and then you add up those years to make a lifetime, and it'll become pretty apparent how repeating today's small failures can easily turn your life and my life into a major disaster. I want to look at the flip side, though. See, success, on the other hand, is just the same process. It's in reverse. If you plan to make 10 calls and you end the day with 15, hey, you up five. If your plan says to write 10 letters and you write 11, you up one letter. You can see what a massive difference this sort of thing and thinking can make in a year and what kind of accomplishments await over a lifetime. The discipline 
is the bridge between thought and accomplishment. It's bridging the gap between sounding good and doing good. See, we as humans, we've been gifted with free will. We can make certain choices. We can choose to participate or not to participate. We can choose to grow or not to grow. Think, <clears throat> think about this. Think about a tree. How tall will a tree grow? <laughs> It'll grow as tall as it possibly can, right? Think about grass. <clears throat> grass will grow as much as it possibly can until somebody cuts it. I'm telling you, especially that crazy stuff that's in my ditch out here. But, but nature grows as much as it can. And out of all of God's creation, we as humans are the only ones with free will. And we can choose not to grow as much as we possibly can. <clears throat> as I think about a disciplined life, I started to wonder, like, why, why are we not disciplined? What causes us to lack discipline? And think about that. Why do we let ourselves slide? And after a few thoughts, uh, um, some of the study that I've come across, too, and books that I like to read, I started thinking about some of these. And here's just a few. I think the first one is a lack of a well-defined purpose or reason. Napoleon Hill in the book Think and Grow Rich says, there is no hope of success for the person who does not have a central purpose or definite goal at which to aim. It's like, where are you going? Having a vision of where you're going. I mean, simple, simple analogy here. If you and I, we're in L.A. and we say we want to go to the East Coast. Well, where do we want to go? Do we want to go to New York? Do we want to go to D.C.? Do we want to go to Miami? Because that's going to play a huge difference in our direction and, and the steps that we take. Number two, I think, is lack of self-control. Leading, let me tell you who the hardest person you ever going to lead is. <laughs> the hardest person you ever put up with, the hardest person you ever whip in the shape or in line is you. You. Leading you is the hardest person you will ever lead. The hardest person I will ever lead is me. See, I can get on a podcast I could go do a leadership training. I could do some one-on-one -on -one coaching and I could shoo it all over people. You should do this and you should do that. But for me to actually apply it is a whole other thing. Self-mastery is the hardest job you will ever tackle. If you do not conquer self, then you will be conquered by self. The third one is procrastination. Many people go through life just waiting on, on the right time or the next Monday. I'm going to start to go go into the gym on Monday. Monday, you know what? Monday is when I'm going to, that's when I'm going to start my new plan. I'm going to start making the calls on Monday. And I can promise you that there is never a right time. You know, there is never a perfect time. You got to start now. Start while the idea is hot. There's a law. It's called the law of diminishing intent. And it states that the longer you wait to do something you should do now, the greater the odds that you will never actually do it. How about that? Number four is lack of persistence. See, most everybody is a good starter, but they're poor finishers. Most people are prone to give up at the first sign of opposition, the first sign of difficulty. Consistent and persistent activity over time, that's what's going to help you reach your goals. I call it the most boring key to success, consistency, doing day in and day out. Super small, simple disciplines practiced day in and day out. Napoleon Hill says, old man, failure becomes tired and eventually goes away. <laughs> failure cannot cope 
with persistence. The last thought I, I thought about this as it relates to discipline that holds us back is fear. And there's a few fears that I really want to just kind of throw out there to you. And, and as I think about this, I, I've done other podcasts talking about faith and fear. And as you think about faith and fear, the thing you put your faith into as it relates to your goals, your dreams, those kind of things, typically there's no proof that you can do what it is that you claim you want to do. Typically, there's no reference point for you, your personal background of being able to accomplish that because that's why we set goals. We want to do things we've never done before. And so typically, there's no proof. There's no evidence that it can be done. But the same thing can be said about our fears. Those things that we fear, those things that we make up in our own imagination, typically, there's no real 100% proof that that fear is going to become a reality. So both faith and fear lack proof and they lack evidence. Fear is simply faith in the wrong outcome. And so a couple of fears that I think hold people back is this fear of getting it wrong. This fear of giving it a go. And what if you made the wrong choice? What if you put all your energy and all your effort into it and you kind of prop your ladder up against the wrong house, if you will? What if you get it wrong? Hmm. Second fear I think about is the fear of criticism. You know, if we don't, if we don't live for the praise of men, we won't die by their criticisms. That's what Pastor Bill Johnson says, and I love that. When we're not looking for the accolades, when we're not looking for people to put our name up on billboards or uh, pat us on the back just so we can get the public recognition, then when when people criticize, it's, it's not going to deter us because we're not living for the praise of men in the first place. If you don't live for the praise of men, you won't die by their criticisms. The next one is fear of standing out from among the herd because of the expectations. Hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but there's a saying, I think it's in Australia, it's called tall poppy syndrome, tall poppy syndrome. And, and that's basically this cultural thought that if you rise above the crowd, then you're going to get so criticized that you might as well play small that you might as well live small. And so in this kind of culture, this tall poppy syndrome where somebody grows heads and shoulders above everyone else, maybe they get in the recognition that everybody around them starts kind of casting stones at them, throwing stones at them, criticizing them to the point that, man, it's not even worth that. And so people choose to live their lives small. They play their lives small. Here's the last fear that, I mean, there's several of them, but the last one in our teaching for today that I was thinking about is fear of success. How about that? This is actually a huge fear for many people. See, this fear is usually due to not feeling like you deserve success or the thing that you want to accomplish. You don't deserve having that accomplishment out beside your name. So what happens is these people, they unknowingly undermine themselves, themselves. I call it living like an underdog. I call it living like an underdog instead of living like a champion. See, it's easy to live our lives like an underdog because an underdog, they can sneak up on people. There aren't any expectations on the underdog. There's no extra responsibilities as an underdog. It, it's rather easy. But see, 
living like a champion is a whole other thing. And some fear the weight and responsibility of those expectations. Underdogs can get away with not being prepared or putting in the extra effort because, hey, they're the underdogs. There's no expectation on the underdogs, but you are a champion. And I need to play, you know, we, we need to place expectations on ourselves where the we want to put ourselves in environments too where the expectations are high. I'll say it the way Jim Rohn says it. He says, you need to put in put yourself in environments where the expectations are high, not join an easy crowd. Go where the expectations to perform are high. You are a champion. I see you as a champion. And this generation longs for genuine champions who will champion other people. See, I believe in you and I believe in your dreams and I desire to see you step fully into all God created you to be. And so as I wrap up this call or this podcast today, a couple of real quick thoughts to wrap up this thought on uh, discipline. See, discipline, like I said, is the ability to give yourself a command and follow through on that command. It's saying, hey, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. And when my alarm clock goes off, I follow through on that command. I don't hit the snooze button. If I say I'm going to be somewhere, then I make a commitment to myself that I'm going to uphold that command. Jim Rohn says we must all suffer from one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Discipline attracts opportunity. So start the process. Begin that new habit. No matter how small it is, size isn't the important thing. Whether or not you start or whether or not you continue are all that really matter. And so, hey, I hope today has added value to you. I hope you got at least something that, that kind of stirs something within you. I hope that as I speak, something is imparted into your spirit that awakens your spirit to live more than just, you know, living out this life, uh, living out uh, who God has created you to be and and remove all that tall poppy syndrome stuff. One, we, we don't want to allow the environment to pull us down, but you know what? We want to elevate the environment. We want to cast that kind of thinking out of our culture and help people to see you know, uh, not lack or scarcity, but abundance mentality, meaning that your success doesn't take away from my success. And my success doesn't take away from your success. There is plenty. There is plenty. I want to be successful and I want you to be successful as well. And so, hey, if this has added value to you, I, I ask that you just share it. Make sure you like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with the any of the future episodes of The Corey Lee Show. And I hope you guys have a great day and God bless. Three, two, one. Okay. Thanks for joining me today. I hope I have added value to you. And if you have found value in this episode, let me know. Drop a comment and make sure you share with a friend or family member. See you next episode.